Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. Happy Labor Day. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be with you today. We've got a great show in store. But before we jump into today's conversation, I want to take a moment and tell you about one of our amazing partners, BetterHelp. If there are things going on in your life that are causing you to feel stuck or interfering with your health and happiness, know that you are not alone. I found counseling to be such a helpful tool in seasons like this. And so many of our friends here at That Sounds Fun have too. And BetterHelp is for you guys. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can connect with in a convenient, safe, and private online environment. You can send your therapist a message anytime and you'll receive timely and thoughtful responses. You can start communicating within 24 hours and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. It's so convenient. BetterHelp thinks it's really important that you connect with and have a really great therapeutic match with your counselor. So they make it easy and free to change if you need to. BetterHelp offers services worldwide and they have licensed professional therapists that specialize in a huge variety of disciplines like depression or stress, grief, anxiety, self-esteem, family troubles. I really love that there are so many options because that means they can connect you with the right help for whatever you're struggling with. This is not self-help and it's not a crisis hotline. It's convenient, professional, affordable, confidential counseling. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As one of my friends, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash that sounds fun. Join over 1 million people and so many of our friends who've taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash that sounds fun. Today on the show is my friend and your friend, Lisa Whittle. Lisa is a best-selling author, podcaster, and sought-after Bible teacher known for being bold and down-to-earth. In her new book, The Hard Good, Showing Up for God to Work in You When All You Want to Do is Shut Down, Lisa is helping us all on the journey to depending on God through our difficult seasons. Y'all, it is such a timely message, and Lisa really teaches us with so much art. I know this book and this conversation are going to be healing for so many of us. It really was for me. So here Here's my conversation with our friend, Lisa Whittle. Indiana next to go speak for the weekend and then oh. to Florida to meet girls. Oh, fun. Sophie Hudson. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Ivy. Jamie. And then uh, Amy Hannon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Y'all are just doing like a for um, Labor Day weekend? Amy just asked several of us to go and... I don't know. Can you turn down? I'm going to cook for you and let's go to the uh-huh, beach. Uh-huh. I feel you can't. Turn Where? Down. What beach? 30A. Okay. I mean, I the best. I vacation there and I I just love it. Jamie hasn't been. So what? I think, okay. right. So Texas I think we're all stuff. kind of like, um, we want to bring the child to Disney World for the first yeah, time. Yeah, no kidding. It's kind of that. I have thoughts on those of us who travel for our jobs, they all kind of do similar things podcasting, speaking, yeah. writing. When When we're at work, we are in different cities. Yeah. And so what's it like thinking about getting to be in the same place as everybody, some of your people for the weekend? It feels amazing that we can actually do it and do what we want to do. Right? Because oh, no kids are there. Is well, that what you mean? <laughs> well, yeah, but also we don't have to go be somewhere at a certain time. Like there's sure. no schedule. In other words, we're not going to all go speak somewhere. Right. It's literally just we're going to go eat and lay around. Yeah. So that that feels rare. Yeah. It is rare. It is rare. We don't do that much. Nobody gets I mean, Who I can't think that? one friend of ours listening who's like, well, I get to go to the beach all the time with my friends no. unless you live there. Never. <laughs> and I never do it either. So yeah. um, it's rare, and I think it's going to be great. I don't yeah. know if I'll know what to do with myself, but yeah. 
What will we do? I don't know. We'll eat and lay around. Yeah, that's, that's we'll right. That's right. Well, I think this episode comes out on Labor Day, so everybody's like, well, I'll just go look at her Instagram and see if she had any words to say about it. Yeah. So see how it went. Exactly. Yeah. Summer, how was it? Summer was good. It kind of all ran together. I mean, I had big things this summer. I had a son get married. I didn't know that. Yeah. He got married. I was, because I was on a sabbatical from um, yeah. from social. So I didn't post about it. I didn't talk about it because I wanted to be in it. Yeah. I wanted to be in it. Um, we remodeled. Wait, slow down. How was it? Was it awesome? It was awesome. It was, what was really awesome about it was I, I didn't plan anything. Yeah. You know, I just showed up wearing a dress. Yeah. Um, and danced with all of my family. Yeah. Which was what I wanted to do. I love to dance. I'm not good at it. In yeah. fact, I fell on the dance floor, which is no. very on brand for me. Oh, my yeah. God. It was great. <laughs> Did you I love, hurt yourself? Well, no, not, I mean, yeah, a little, but yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. Um, I have quite a bit of padding back there. It's fine. <laughs> um, but it was just fun. Like, yeah. I don't know. That was w- something I wanted to do. It was like. I want to dance with every single member of my family, yeah. and I did it. So yeah. um, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so keep going on your list. We remodeled a uh, an apartment in the back of our property, uh, and so that that took up time. I don't know. I feel like all the days did really kind of run together, yeah. and I was preparing to take my daughter to college. So, Oh, my gosh. A kid married and a daughter to college yeah, in the same— It's a bit of cruelty. Wow. I mean, that is a lot of transition. I will say this, Annie. There is nothing in my life. I I don't want to say nothing. Okay, that's a little extreme. Almost nothing in my life that hasn't changed in the last four months. I mean, zip code, body, kids. You know, I mean, I would even say marriage, although it hasn't like massively changed. But your marriage, after 26 years, I mean, it changes, you know. Like, I've dealt with a lot of change, so I feel like anybody who's like, I'm, you know, everything feels like it changes or has changed, I relate to that in yeah. such a heavy way. So, yeah, yeah it was a lot. It was yeah. a lot. A lot of emotional stuff. Woody, is it slowed down now? I mean— um, In the sense of, uh, like, big event stuff, yeah. family big events, yes— uh, you know, the we, remodel's done. Y'all moved. The remodel's and, yeah. done. We moved. The kids got married. I dropped Shay off at school a week and a half ago. Um, but you know, now I'm birthing a book. Yeah. So you know, it's just a lot of stuff. Yeah. Will you talk about how you operate in change while PTSDing from the last change? Obviously, it's not right. PTSD, but you know what I mean. Like, I'm not making light of that. But right. the the feeling of processing, struggling with the change that just happened, mm-hmm. and our friends who are who just got divorced and they have to take a kid to college, yeah. or our friends who just lost a job and they have to help their parents, and you know, like, there's always the thing that just happened and the thing that's happening. Yeah. How do you do both of those? You know, Annie, I used to think I was pretty good at it. I don't know if I'm good anymore. Like, I don't know. And I think I have given, learned to give myself grace for not being that great at change in the sense of like not being perfect at it, not performing into it. it it's just sort of, um, you know, feeling it the day that I wake up and realizing, okay, this is different. This feels different than yesterday. I, I mean, I don't know how we can't kind of roll with it after the last two years even, right? Very open-handedly and kind of walking into the next and not trying to carry with me whatever just changed. I mean, honestly, it has been 
let's take this change and let's then go into this change. It's when you try to yeah. lump them all together yeah. um, that that's been difficult. And I'm I'm a person that that tends to sort of try to do it all at once. Like let let's just kind of deal with this, tackle it all at once. And I think it's too overwhelming. Yeah. I really do. So yeah, I think you really have to take kind of one thing at a time. And mm-hmm. I've really learned to do that. It's forced me to do it. And you have to be slower. Yeah. And I don't like slow. I am not good at slow. I am not good at um, slow. But I think life sometimes forces us into slow. Mm-hmm. And so— God forces me into slow. Well, yeah. And, I mean, you can continue in that other gear, but it just typically doesn't work. And then you'll crash, and then you'll be forced into slow. So which do you prefer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, comma. I have just not found a time when when I can force things to be faster. No. I, you just can't. I mean, even as we're thinking about the hard good— and we're thinking about what it looks like to process through change. I'm just not a fan of change. Yeah. In general. Yeah. I don't like it. I And so often in my life, I am trying to put off change so that I don't have to process change. Yeah. That's a Is big that one. normal? Is that real? Yeah. I mean, trying to put off change is something that I think all of us kind of um, do. It's yeah. just— we can't really do that, Annie. It's like, know. you know. Um, it's not fun, though. And isn't that the bummer? Well, no, it's definitely not. <laughs> and I also think that, you know, we we don't fully understand the beauty of what change can bring. Mm. I, and I don't mean that as a soundbite. I really, really, truly do mean that. I mean, in order to um, go to the next thing or in order to have something that is is could be really precious to your life, there is no way but through, and you do have to get to change. Yeah. yeah. You know, even though that feels really, really steep sometimes, you know, I know that that all things in my life that have been producers of something have been through change. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think I, about your own life. Which I hate. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it hasn't necessarily <laughs> been easy. It's not been easy change. Right. That's why it's called the hard good. Right. But it has been something that has been important for you. Yeah. For your life. I don't love thinking about eternity. It just feels very, I, it, okay. there's something about the length of it. Interesting. That oh, kind of I stresses feel that. me out. I feel that. Yeah. yeah I, I just think that. like forever, my brain cannot comprehend that. Yes. And so okay. I'm very grateful for what it will mean. And I'm very grateful for who I will be with. Yeah. And I cannot wait to see Jesus. But I think. That feels long. I feels like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I get that. And so one of the things I've thought about before is the the idea of faith. Faith is an earth only thing. Yes. Because we won't have to believe what we don't see when we get there. Yeah. Because we'll see everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So my theological question, I'm coming hard hitting to you today. My word. As I'm thinking about this, I'm like, I wonder if we'll have to process change. Hmm. As, or is that an earth thing, like faith is an earth thing? Yeah, I would—I listen, I mean, I mean, far be it for me to know, but <laughs> if I'm going to take You're a like, stab— You're like, I've only ever been alive. Right. I've I, never been Annie, dead. I haven't been to the other side. Um, but I would say that because change brings angst— most of the time, ah, right. we're, we're not going to have angst in heaven. That won't be the tool God uses. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like, no. That's and if it was change, it would have to be some type of early current, I mean, early, heavenly currency 
which yeah. we wouldn't understand now. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that, you know, that's a whole lot of knowledge that we don't even get right now because yeah. we don't understand heavenly currency. We don't understand heavenly terms. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the kind of change that we know here on earth, because I think everything's going to be different. Yeah. I think everything we know here, we can't even translate it into heavenly terms, yeah. Annie, because yeah. that's why eternity even, we're thinking of that in earthly eternity terms. Yes. Right? So I just have to believe it'll be beautiful eternity because I'm with you. Like, to some degree, it does freak me out going, well, that feels long. And I know that (laughs) I like to leave parties at like about (laughs) 8.58, right? You know? Because I'm not an Enneagram 7, so I'm like, I'm bailing. I'm out of here. So for me— I mean, I have a tank top that says I'm ride or die until about 9 p.m. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I love that. I love going to bed. Yeah, so I'm with you on that. So I just feel like, yeah, no, I I, I can't— imagine how in heaven that would even be part of the process. Yeah. Uh, So much in the hard good, you talk about your dad. Yeah. Do you think about your dad's life in heaven? You know, that's that's an interesting question, and I am not going to cry. I do. I do. Because, you know, you know why? It brings me comfort. Yeah, and I course. think for a lot of people that um, have lost someone, and by the way, people listening have lost people. Oh, every one of us has lost and someone. And yeah. it, it, especially in recent times with, you know, COVID and, oh, gosh. I mean, every day I hear about somebody who's yes. lost someone. Yes. Annie, when I think selfishly, I wish he were still here. I think, but he's there. And I know that he's not down here because when he was down here, he and mom were both suffering. He, my mother was his caretaker. Yeah. Um, I worried about them every single day. My dad was falling, you know, he just because of his disorder. He had a rare brain disorder, and so he couldn't even really lift himself up anymore. And my mom was real little, and she would try to kind of maneuver him around. And so I worried every single day about yeah. them. And um, I don't have to worry about him anymore. Yeah. I don't have to worry about them anymore. Uh, my mom's still here, but she's not caretaking. And so I think about him there. I think about the joy he must feel. Again, I can't really think about heaven and know how great it is. Yeah. But I think about him being happy. I think about him saying, Lisa, girl, you have no idea. Right, like, right. You're going to, you're just going to, you can't believe it. It's so yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think about, because those were conversations we would have had down here about things that he thought were cool. Yeah. Because he was kind of my hype man. Yeah. And um, those things are great to think about, Annie, because I miss him. And selfishly, I want him here. Yeah. But he's there, and he is better in every single way. Mm-hmm. What's hard, and I talk about this in the book, what's hard for us is to be happy for someone when it doesn't feel better for us. Yeah, kind of when someone else gets what we wanted or when someone else gets the thing that is better than what we have. Right, and I mean, you know, right. heaven in every way is better. Yeah, so, yeah. 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 I, I loved that chapter, too. I thought it was really interesting. It's a question I get asked a lot as a person who's not married yet, is how do you celebrate when your friends get engaged or when Mm. your friends get pregnant or when your friends get married or when your friends have a baby. Yeah. And usually my first answer is to assume someone is not okay is to assume they want all those things. Yeah. You actually can't assume they want all those things. Right. But secondly, why wouldn't I celebrate God giving someone else the thing God has for them? Mm. He's not keeping me from giving. I mean, that's what you wrote about in the book is it's not keeping God from giving you what's for you. Right. 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 Yes. I think it is um, hard, and I think it's a reality, 
And I wanted to talk about that, Annie, because I do think all of those things are true. I also think that as people, we have natural envious and jealous feelings oh, sometimes, sure. yeah. right? Yeah. So what I didn't want to do is just be like, hey, just cheer for people. Just be all right. Just do right, it, man. Right, like, right. It's awesome when other people get that job promotion that you have worked equally as hard for. Yes. And I think historically the church, who you and I both really love yes. and are very for, I love have not allowed some of these feelings to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important that we do because mm-hmm. I think we, then we can disciple people better, right? Oh, wow. So we yeah. can talk about, okay, so if I do have jealous feelings or envious feelings, what do I do with them? Right. Rather than going, hey, just cheer for people. Just do it. Like, there's room for everybody. There's, you know, when in reality, sometimes there's not room for everybody. And I think it's important what do you mean? to say— Well, I think there is a thing that's real in this world, in this culture of scarcity in some places. And I think it's dishonoring to say, oh, no, there's always room for everybody. When no, sometimes there is one job and there is only room for one person to get hired. Right. And I think the church sometimes, you know, maybe even with good motives to encourage us to be positive or, you know, grateful or whatever, which are good things— has sounded like either we're out of touch or unwilling to talk about things that are hard, have just sounded perpetually positive. And I think it's important to acknowledge things like you might get jealous, you might get uh, be envious, yeah. there might be scarcity, there might only be room for one person. Is it right? I- I'm not even saying it's right. What I'm saying is, what if there is only one job? Or what if there is are only three slots? Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Lisa real quick to share with you about another one of our incredible partners, Flamingo. Before I head back out on the road for the That Sounds Fun tour this fall, I'm making sure to catch up with friends on walks at Radnor Lake or at a Nashville soccer club match. And when I want to feel cool and comfy in my shorts or a cute dress, I love that Flamingo fits right into my summertime get ready schedule. I don't know about you, but for me, sometimes all the hair removal options out there and their prices can get a little overwhelming. But Flamingo is a body care brand that offers a full range of quality, affordable hair removal products like award-winning razors and easy to use wax kits. And this is so helpful, but if you go to shopflamingo.com slash Annie to answer a few short questions about your hair removal habits, Flamingo will suggest a custom routine just for you. I love a quiz. Y'all know we love a quiz around here. So you do that. And then with a Flamingo subscription, everything gets delivered right to your door automatically, including blade refills that end up being like less than $2 a cartridge. I like the sound of that. And you can adjust your subscription as you go or cancel anytime hassle-free. Y'all, my Flamingo razors, yes, I have more than one. They have been a game changer for me. I love the satiny feel of the handle. It helps me keep a good grip, and it's that's important with sharp things. And the color choices are beautiful. But the bottom line of my loyalty to my Flamingo razors is that they provide such a close, comfortable shave every time. Ready for the smoothest fall ever, you guys? Take the quiz at shopflamingo.com slash Annie and discover your custom hair removal routine. And you'll save an extra 10% off your first order when you subscribe using the code Annie at checkout. That's shopflamingo.com slash Annie and the promo code is Annie. And now back to our conversation with Lisa. Where you say there's one job and there is scarcity. I'm like, well, that's only one person's job. Yeah. So somewhere else okay. is the right job for the other four people who applied. 
Okay. And so I and so to me, I hear what you're saying. Yes. I'm, I'm not totally disagreeing with you. I just think I but I am gonna lean on perpetually positive. That is gonna be my and I fault love that about you. If I have no if I have a fault in this thing, which I always do, <laughs> I'm always gonna be more positive. But I'm kinda like Okay, the jealousy we need to deal with. I mean, some friends and I had this conversation the other night about, like, we don't tell people enough, repent of your jealousy. Mm. Like, literally, repent. It is a sin. Yeah. And we need to turn from it. Yeah. But also, I'm always going to be like, that what? She didn't marry your husband. I'm thinking of the person that, honestly, Annie, is like, they don't necessarily want to feel jealous. And they, so yes, repent of your jealousy, but they feel like they're struggling. They don't want to feel jealous. And they don't, so what they need is for someone to say, hey, here's something to try. Uh Here's something to do. Not just like, well, just go pray about it in a corner. Like, I don't know. You know, I'm a pragmatist. So I'm like, okay, then help me. Yeah. That's kind of why I wrote that chapter. It was like, I want to acknowledge that this is real. Yes. I'm the person who is going to go, Yes, you lost your suitcase at the airport, and you're ticked about it. And yes. I hear that. You yes. know, that's that's my personality. Oh my gosh, losing your suitcase at the airport—that makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> and <laughs> I love awful. you so much. And this is why we need different personalities. This is why right. we need the body of Christ. Because I need you to go. Hey, you can go over and get that job. Like right. I need an Annie for that. Right. But for me, I'm the one who's going to sit with you and go. I'm just going to be honest with you. That there is only one 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 role over here. Yeah. And yeah. like you might not be able to get that job. Right. Um. And so if you're jealous about that, let's talk through what has worked for me in my life when I've gotten jealous. Yeah, so what is it? What works? Well, I'll tell you the thing that has worked for me is, Annie, this might sound really crazy, but one thing that has been a shift for me is, first of all, is to realize that that woman is not my opponent. Yeah. That jealousy is. Yeah. And that to look at jealousy, and this is probably because I have a hardcore personality, okay? But to look at jealousy is like the opponent in a boxing match uh-huh. that I'm going to take on. Uh-huh. And I have to take it on before it takes me on because okay. I know that I have literally been, to can carry this analogy out further, I've been knocked out by jealousy before. Yeah. I mean, literally, if, if, if I allow it to come over me, it will wash over me and I will have a critical spirit because that's usually the first sign to me that I'm feeling jealous is I will begin to become critical of someone. Okay. I'll begin to feel like, I don't know if I like her. Okay. And so, she's not my type. Mine you know? is always like, she's really competitive. I'm like, is she? It takes one person, Annie. She's the one that's competitive. Tell me more. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just kind of this. So but that's interesting. You're telling us, pay attention to your responses yeah. to when other people succeed or move forward. That's exactly what I'm saying. And then you I'm go, saying. no one even has to ever know. But my internal response is, she's competitive. Yes. They're like, no. She, has, she doesn't know you exist. Yes. She's yes. not competing with you. You're competing with her. Right. right. There's just a, the, you, that's exactly true. It's something within your own spirit that you know. Right. Oh, is that bad? Is that when we're sinning is when we have that thought? You know, that's a great question. Thank you. I don't <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I've not thought about if that's an actual sin. I don't know that that's a sin yeah. because I feel like that is kind of a natural response that might arise. I think it's what happens next. What you do. How much do you carry that out? Do you continue to just, uh, do you then push her away because you just don't like her? Yeah, I was going to say on your worst day, what happens after your critical thought is you go, ah, forget it. I'm going to put her on mute or I'm not going to call her or what do you do? Right. And, you know, I talk in that chapter, I tell a story on myself about a time that I, I had this exact scenario happen to me. And it was, it was the time that marked me the most, Annie, that mm-hmm. changed the way that I look at this. And I was at a speaking engagement 
with a woman who I did not know, but we were both on the on the docket yeah. to speak. She 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 walked in the room. Literally, I felt her charisma. I felt her her energy, and I thought this woman is going to kill it from the stage. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. I was like, she's going to be so good, yeah. and I've got to follow her. Yeah. And my first thought after that was, I don't think I like her. I don't huh. know that she's my type. You know, I don't know. Listen, people need to hear you say that if yeah. when you say that about a, a friend, another woman or a man, where you go, I'm, I'm not sure she's my type. Right. That's probably you probably should ask yourself some follow up questions. Right. And yeah. so, but let me tell you, <laughs> the Lord really he spoke to me uh-huh. and he said, I want you to go over to that woman, and I want you to pray for her to speak uh, with power like yeah. she's never spoken before. Okay, there was no part of me that wanted to do that. No. I was like, okay, if I pray for her to speak even better, th- right. that's going to kill my speaking. Right. But I knew that I had to be obedient, and I walked over to her, and I prayed over her like never before, and she did kill it, and she was amazing. But something happened to me, and I— Her name is Beth Moore. Yeah. I can't believe it! I her name is Annie Downs. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> Annie F. Downs. I walked in the um, room, and you're like, she's— She's a handful. We're fine. (laughs) But I will tell you, it changed me. And Mm -hmm. we became friends. Yeah. And um, because I couldn't resist her. I thought, she's awesome. Yeah. I love her. And she's a great speaker. She's still one of the best speakers I've ever heard. Yeah. But it also changed me. And I thought, oh, this is the answer. Yeah. The antidote is for me to be wildly generous and to Uh, do the thing that is the hardest for me. Yeah. And to pray blessing on her. Yeah. Because I can't dislike her anymore. I can't say she's not my type. No, she's definitely definitely my type because I've now connected to her spiritually. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. so my type now. Yeah, yeah. Right? What does that look like at the pool? Yeah. With the, like, other moms in swimsuits? Or the, when you go to the beach and it's all your best girlfriends. I had some friends just come back from a bachelorette weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this because I'm not in my 20s, but the girls doing bachelorette weekends in their 20s are sending, like, like lookbooks before you go about what outfits to wear to certain events for photos. This feels hard. It it was imp- it was be- it was impressive. I was like when she was showing me her lookbook for her bachelorette party. I was like, oh my gosh, there's like, it's like a branding book. Like on Thursday wow. night we're going to be eating like this. Everybody in flowy floral, and I mean it's amazing. This is a whole thing, right? Okay. So when you're in those spots, when it's right. not about work, when it's about your body, or it's mm-hmm. about your body, yes. <laughs> what Let's you, just camp there. <laughs> Let's just stay there. What does it look like to walk up and bless yeah. someone else's body? It is honestly the same, Annie. It is it is literally touching that person. It is connecting with them. It is looking them in the eye. It is, it is complimenting them. And yeah. I think what people feel is, well, what if I don't feel it? Mm. I'm just going to tell you this. I think that's okay. Yeah. Because I feel like w- what we say is, well, I've got to feel it before I do it. And I disagree with that. I think that what happens is as you do it, those feelings come and it's a practice. Mm-hmm. It's also a bit of a strategy, which is so – here's the thing. Women, we're so smart. We're so um, wise. I feel like – and I know that's not just women. This is men too because actually I talked to a dude this morning and yeah. I said, do you struggle with this too? He said, actually, yes, I do. Yes. I know a lot of guys who talk about this stuff. Yes. yes. It's not just women. Right. Almost impossible to be that level of competitive with someone that you have actually collaborated in a conversation with mm, before. Right. 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 Um, and so I think it's super important that we apply some strategy to this because I, what we think is we're like, oh, I, I just feel like the jealousy is just going to pass. It's just going to go away. It, 
By the way, it doesn't. It usually yeah. doesn't. So we strategize about so many things. Why can we not strategize about the way to beat this thing that has been a beast in our life? Yeah. And I think that's something we need to do because yeah. the reason why this made the book The Hard Good is because it is hard, but it is powerful. It is a powerful good for your life. Yeah. The, this is not just a book about, oh, let's just talk about hard things. The reason why it so has— So you do tend to write those books, let's be fair. I, I, I do, but <laughs> it has to It has to qualify has to, yeah. for good yes. or it can't make this book. Every one of your books says that. Your books push me to be a better person every time. Thank you. It's true. I mean, I'm always like— Oh no, Lisa Whittle's writing again. <laughs> Don't have her write another I'm book. Gonna have, I'm going to have to reconcile with myself <laughs> over something. Um, and that's what you did in The Hard Good. I wish I had the gift of writing a book called That Sounds Fun because I would rather be you <laughs> yeah, writing well, that book. I like to sneaky Jesus people. Yeah. You like to really come, come in the face. front door. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're Any coming to the front door. Style. Yeah. yeah, you're coming to the front door. I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Well, but the, the beauty of this one, and you know this, Annie, because you read it, is. I just I share a lot of my own hard oh my stories. Gosh, you do. So it's not like I am going, hey, I'm just going to preach to you. <laughs> that would no, not work. No. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but you do, which I think is your gift, though, Lisa. Like, there are women in this space that we get to hear at conferences, here on su- at Sunday church, that we get to hear on podcasts that are meant to be Joan of Arc and go right for it, you know? And that is your lane. And so I bless your lane. I don't, I, that is not my lane, but I need you to write these and I need you to mail it to me so that I go, oh no, I'm the subtitle, showing up for God to work in you when you want to shut down. I was like, can we reschedule this? <laughs> well, I don't have it in me today. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Again, I come at this as such a pragmatist because, and Annie, that's the reason why I believe in Jesus because it informed. It informs my faith, my pragmatism. Yeah. I go, okay, well, I've looked around. I'm not young. I've tried so many things. Yeah. Jesus is the only thing that works, man. Jesus over everything is what your podcast tells me. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, for me, you know it's not a bumper sticker. No. I've tried so many things. I, I can just tell you, the practical side of me says, this is all I've got. There's nowhere else to go. And so for me... I would love to be able to just shut down. I've tried it. I have tried it, Annie Downs. Right. I have lived my life running away. That's that's one of the things. This one of the reasons I wrote this book is because I had a front row seat my whole life to watching my father, who was wildly talented, wildly gifted, a, a pastor, a, a person who probably could have done a lot more. Yeah. But every time something hard came up, he ran. And I lived in a silent fear that I would become just like that. So one of the reasons why I run hard after God is because I fear that I'll run the other way if I don't. Wow. And that's the truest of the true. And so the reason why I write about showing up when you want to shut down is because that's been my entire life. Mm -hmm. Like I have to show up. If I don't, I will shut down. And um, I, I, I don't do it perfectly. I do it very messy. But Jesus is the only reason I can. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know that I would have thought to say I've tried everything else. And, you know, because I like haven't tried other religions. I haven't like this is all I'm doing. But I'm like, where else would I go? Right. <laughs> I mean, like, w- n- this doesn't all make me happy, but where else would I go? Right. Like, w- there isn't another option to me. Right. I see the people who are living without Jesus. That seems significantly worse. 
Yes. And, you know, this is the thing. We know that this world's going to be hard. None of us have to figure that out. Right. right. So for me, I don't know. I just feel like if I'm going, if if something is going to be hard in my life, I don't want it to be purposeless. Wow. If something is going to be hard in my life, I don't want it to be purposeless. And I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. I think a lot of people feel like, okay, I can endure this to some degree if I feel like at the end it will matter in some way. Otherwise, we're just living in a furnace of pain. <laughs> right. right? Right. So someone, wants 70, to do that? someone doesn't know this, but they're 70% through the thing that they thought was going to kill them that has not killed them. Right. Right. And they're going to survive it. And it's the most pain they've ever been in. And they don't know why it's happening. What do you say when we don't, we actually don't know if we're 70% through the thing or for 12% through the thing, but well, it doesn't feel like it's a, it has a purpose to it. I mean, I, I wish we knew, don't you? If right. I knew I was 95% of it through it. Listen, I could, I'd run so much faster. Right. I mean, right. it's like, you're almost done with your root canal. Okay. Right. Well, I can, I can make through the right. rest. That's one of the great things about tattoos is you're like, I can actually see I know. how much more until you're finished with this pain. Right. Well, isn't that faith? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, in the right. spiritual realm, that's faith. Right. I don't know, Annie. You know, that's those are three words that I'm okay saying. Yes. I don't know anymore. Um, but what I do— Did you used to know? You said anymore. I would have— I certainly thought I knew. Yeah. yeah. I would have said before— I would have been more confident to say I knew more things. Um, before— I think, before, maybe I was, when I was younger, when I was, and I don't even know that it's, for me, I would uh-huh. say it was, it was part of its growing older, but growing up in my faith, in yeah. my, um, in all of those things. Because I don't think it has anything to do with age. I think you can be 25 and quite more mature than maybe I was five years ago. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Um, I think certainly the world. I mean, I think it's th- thrown us all to the degree to go. I, I, I Listen, I used to have a 10-year plan. I mean, I used to really have a 10-year plan. Yes. I don't know that I have the 10-year plan anymore. Right. I think the 10-year plan is faithfulness yes, in whatever that looks that's like. It. What I do think is I am confident and feel more confident than ever that what I have put my entire faith upon and what I have built my life upon um, is true mm. and that I can trust my Bible and yes, we're gonna talk about those that. things I believe and and those things I I just um, if I don't believe that then I don't believe anything. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair, y'all. 30 million. If you're among them, I want you to know you are not alone. There is a solution that you can trust to deliver results. I'm happy to report that thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol, and many users rave that the supplement not only transformed their hair, but restored their confidence, too. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five Five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, metabolism, definitely things that are a part of many of our daily lives, right? Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Like most good things, healthier hair growth takes time, but you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution 
for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TSF, like that sounds fun, to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, you guys, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. So get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. And the promo code is TSF. And now back to finish up our conversation with Lisa. I think 22-year-old Annie knew more, quote, quote. Yeah. She knew exactly where she stood on everything. Right. Right? Like, oh, sure. She knew everything. She had just finished uh, being in college. So Absolutely. So she knew everything. 41-year-old Annie, like, I can't wait to meet 67-year-old Annie, but 41-year-old Annie is like, I know a lot less, but I am so much more peaceful. Yes. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know this. I do not know this. Talk about knowing your whole Bible's true. Why does that matter? Oh, gosh, Annie. Um, beca- it's about my only hope. It, it is. <laughs> and I, I feel like, um, gosh, what a gift, what a gift. man. I mean, to that God, that he left us with our Bible and the Holy Spirit. Yes. By which to guide us through the cesspool of our life. <laughs> Right. I, I, I mean, I'm just like so thankful because I feel like there's direction there. Yeah. And so many of us are like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know how to feel. I don't know where to go. I don't know, you know. And and so while we 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 wish and we crave this this physical touch of Jesus here, mm-hmm. like we wish he was here standing in the room, yes. right? Yes. We have the Bible and we have the Holy Spirit and um it's enough. Mm-hmm. It is enough, and it is comfort, and it is peace, and it is direction, and it is all of those things. And so, um, you know, I, I don't know. I, th- I think if not that, I would despair. Oh, um, right. If not that, I would despair because it's heavy. It's hard. It's uh, And I don't minimize any of that, and I don't want to minimize any of that because we, we care about people. Our hearts are tender. There's injustice. And, you know, as an AD Enneagram, I mean, my—, my the injustice just almost some days is overwhelming. Yes. Um, but I believe that one day uh, there will be no more tears. That's right. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more hard. And I cling to that. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, there's a verse in Micah that says, though I sit in darkness, um, the Lord will be my light. Yeah. And some days I feel like I'm sitting in darkness, you know, yes. and that doesn't mean um, whether you are literally depressed or whether you some days just feel that sense of depression. Or you just don't know the next thing to do. Right. It's just dark. Yeah. It yeah. just feels dark today. Yeah. You know, yeah. man, if I didn't have a verse like that. Right. You know, what's your rhythm? What? How do you know what to read every day? Because so many of our friends listening are like, I wish I knew about Micah. Yeah. Like, how did you even get there? Yeah. Um, a lot of flipping through my Bible and yeah. just like kind of diving in. I don't yeah. know, Annie, you know, I'm the most, it's funny because um, I, I love people that are like, I've got this great reading plan and yeah. I follow this. I am your girl if you're just kind of like, I'm a, 
I'm going to open my Bible and kind of freelance it. Uh-huh. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm the worst systems person in yeah, the world. Yeah. But what We've I— We've discussed this before. Yeah, we have. I was like, you need an assistant. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, and I, I don't know that all of it's noble that I'm that way, but I but I think I'm the person for the person that says, what, what if I'm not as organized as this girl over here? Yeah. Um, what I love about the Lord is that He kind of accepts us in any way. Right. Or not kind of. He accepts us in any way. Yeah. So if you're like the girl with all the matching pins— and you like to, you know, tab everything and whatever, go for it with, you know, do that system. It's awesome. Yep. If you're the one who's a little more, you know, by the, your hair's on fire, going here, going there, which is like me. Um, I don't know. I just love that, that the Lord accepts that sort of messy part of me. Yeah. Um, but what I do, honestly, is yeah. I, <laughs> I read my Bible through. So sometimes I'll start in Matthew and I'll read the Bible straight through and then go and then. Just a couple of chapters a day, just till you, just a few? I usually read a chapter because okay. I can't make it through a couple. Right. Um, I'm soaking it in and yeah. I'm trying to really, you know, cognitively yeah. re- read and figure out what's happening there. Um, I have a Bible from 1996. 95, me too. My, the one I got when I was a freshman in high school. That means a lot to me it that we both It means so have. much to I me, just, doesn't it? Yes. Oh. It's all marked up. I love it. And I just keep reading through it. And I love now that I've collected all the the things Dude. that I've written, right? So then I it can... It is where my history meets God's history. Yes. And it is the most important. I mean, if my house, if somebody said you can get one thing in the next 10 seconds, no question, it's that one Bible. You're grabbing the Bible. Me yes. too. Um, and so, I, so I'll read that through and then I'll start back in Genesis. I, I won't even check it in a suitcase, by the way. Me either. <laughs> I won't. Carry on only. Carry on only. Carry that on thing does only. not leave my side. I'm not. I'm not chancing it in a me check-in. Neither, no me neither. Me neither. I mean, I luggage. It's not tied to me right now. It's not like tucked in my pants. But it is. It is not where I don't know where is it is. Is it also massively thick? Because mine oh, is. Oh, so thick. So I get thick. mocked so hard for it by I mean, my friends. This thing's like this thing. Yes. Do you preach from it? Because yeah, I do. I, I do. do too. Yes. Okay. Twins. I, I love it. I just started doing the Lisa Harper put sticky notes in it. Do you okay. put sticky notes no, in it? No, but that could be a good system. Well, let me tell you why. Is there a key? I have, I have recently run into some things that I wrote in like high school. Okay. That are fine, but I have a better thought about that verse now. Okay. And so I'm, instead of like, Oh, I can't believe I have to look at this. I'm just sticky noting over it okay. and going like, here's my thought in 2021. And then I just put a sticky note there. I love that. It just made me, Lisa, hers is a, a real a work wreck. of art. Yes. <laughs> Both. We went to listen, different extremes there. Everybody, yeah. Listen to how, because I am the we person who has a plan. We places though. I'm usually the one that would say a total wreck and you'd say a work of art. No, no, no. Because you oh. know that it's a, it's a cacophony of things. Yes, a cacophony. Yes, it's yeah. just a. It's wild. And so to me, I'm like, that's a mess. And you're like, it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Because um, I am it's the person things. who reads. I mean, I when I follow a plan, I'm actually a better Bible reader. I love that about you, too. And I love how you take people through that. I've seen that. And I'm like, yeah, oh, Annie, go, yeah. go through that. I love yeah. that so much. I, I think um, my system, because I've been doing it so long, works for me. But I'm always the worst. Like when someone says, what's your system on? And I'm also this way about writing, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, please go ask Annie Downs, who does the stickers. <laughs> I'm always on like, the- go to Called Creatives. Yeah. Go to Called Creatives. <laughs> Lisa and Allie will teach you. Yes, that's exactly right. But you know what? I, I love the Old Testament. By the way, that's my favorite. Oh, um, me too. I, I probably shouldn't. You pick do. Favorites. You talk all about like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like you pull. I mean, yeah. that's why we should read these stories. Mm. Is when you were sitting down to say, "Let me give you hope." in the hard good, you went, I can actually tell you Bible stories, not because you have a memorized, but because you went, what's that guy's name? 
Yeah. And you went and Google. I, I mean, I Google almost this morning. I had to Google, is there a verse about not striving in the Bible? Listen. <laughs> and I ended up at not by my nor my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Right? It is the biggest thing that I do, and it's the best gift. I mean, Google it. It's f- fantastic. I will also tell you this, Annie. The thing that, that informed this whole book was actually, and I've never had this happen to me before, yeah. but I was sitting and I was literally in my Bible reading 1 Samuel 9, and I was reading about King Saul. Yeah. That is why I wrote The Hard Good. Really? Yeah, it was. And I've never had this happen. This is my eighth book. I've yeah. never had this, this happen before. But it was it was about his response to the hard things in life and uh-huh. how God wanted to change him through that, but instead he ran away. So there was there's a whole there's a whole biblical arc there, which yeah. I write in the Bible study. Yeah. But there's a difference between the way he reacted to the Bible King study. David. Ready? Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It's out now too. Yeah. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. So it it the was, difference in how he reacted in King David. Sorry. The, the difference you. in the way he reacted in King David. Okay. Uh, to hard things and the way that God could have used him and changed him. You mm-hmm. know, both kings served for over forty years, but I, re- I did not realize Saul served that long. Yes, and not only that. See, you know why? You know why you didn't realize that? I'm 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 guessing. Yeah. No, you're probably right. Because you remember the negative things about Saul. But yes. let me tell you something. I remember he was hiding right. when he started and then David. Okay. Ooh. But but think about this. I know. That's sad. I also remember he was hot. Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> That's what the Bible says. You know what I love? You go, hot. Are we allowed to say that? Yes. He was charismatic. He was handsome. But yeah, listen to me. Tall. Well, he was the Hollywood pick. That's uh-huh. what I say. But let me tell you something. What people don't realize about Saul, and I did a deep dive. I did a lot of research. So this is why I know so yeah, much. You know it's not guy. like I just study. you know, I just knew about Saul. No, yeah. I studied him. He actually did some great things. He was anointed and appointed by God. That's now, right. get this. He united tribes. He uh, prophesied. So he did some great things. But yeah. what do we remember about him? We remember that he hid in luggage, yeah, right? Yeah. Here's what I read in my Bible commentary, and this is what informed the entire book. You ready? Yeah. Though Saul served for over 40 years, he never truly became God's man. Wow. Soak it in. So why? Because he ran away every single time the uncomfortable process of spiritual transformation. (laughs) This feels too true. Keep going. It feels like you're talking about me. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like, this is too depressing. Go, no, go, I'm like, go somewhere fun. Go somewhere no, fun. No, no, no. Okay. As you're saying this, I'm yeah. going like, oh, yeah, I, I have the inclination to do this. I don't do this. But Annie, this has been my whole life. Yeah. This was, this was the example of watching my father. Right. So you can see why I'm sitting there. And God is, is, is literally revealing to me a picture of my entire life. Yes. Hey, remember when your dad, when every time it got hard when he was in a church, he'd say, I think God's calling me away to another church. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Yeah. And I'm very honest about that in the yes, book. Yes, yes, you are. It was like, oh, it's time to move. And But we all knew. Mm. We all knew. Because you're a kid and you see things. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, is it, is it a move of God? Or is my dad running away from something that a zip code's not going to fix? What's the payoff of doing the hard good instead of walking away? I mean, your dad still served God and yes. loved God and and did good at every church he was at. Absolutely. And there's people that still send me emails that say, your dad changed my life. Um, he impacted my life. I mean, uh, certainly. Yeah. Thousands of people were saved in his ministry. What do you gain when you don't give up, though? What oh. do you gain when you stay? You, you truly, I'm so glad you asked me that because uh, I had to ask that of myself. Listen, I, I come as a skeptic. Yeah. I do. I've had to say, God, is it worth it? 
will it really be good? What do you, what really happens? Well, I think it's on levels. One, I I think you become kingdom usable in a way like you mm. never could before. Right. It's enormous. Yeah. I think about, even though I'm with you, I don't want to think about eternity. It freaks me out. But I do think about meeting Jesus. Yeah. And I think about the usability. Like he, Annie, he, he breathed into you life. Mm-hmm. You have gifts. I have gifts for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It is not my right to squander them down here because I'm afraid to face hard things. Wow. Right? Right. So I become more usable for the kingdom of God. And people, the, the, the reason this matters is because people say all the time, like, I just want God to use me. Yeah. But yet the things that God could use in our life to change us, to be more usable, we run from. Wow. So that is why it matters so wildly. That's but why. but yeah. there's also there's also reasons that benefit us that matter because listen, God doesn't do anything that doesn't also benefit his kids that he adores. Wow. So like in the chapter when I write, write about disappointing people to do what God wants. Oh, that chapter. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Here's why that matters to you and to me because when we do that more and more we become more confident in our decision-making. Yes, I love that you said that. You're like, every time you do that, you're like building those muscles. You are. Yes. Yes. So it really, so people might think, well, I I don't know. It's not on my radar right now to be used by God. I get it. We're, you know, we're all on fire. But do you want to be more confident in your decision-making? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a struggle for a lot of us. Like, I I don't want to keep taking polls of my audience to see if I should do this one thing that I need to do, right? Yes, and you say audience, and I say my 18 friends that I text about Well, I mean, I'm I'm putting audience in, like, like air quotes. But but I'm thinking, yes, I'm being facetious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not actually meaning an Annie F. Downs audience. (laughs) You have an audience. What are you talking about? Well, yeah, or uh, a Jesus of Earth audience. I'm talking about your audience of, like, the five people in your house. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, your five best friends. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the people in your life. Right. Right? Right. So it's on levels yeah. that this benefits your life. I'm walking with an engaged couple to their uh, wedding. And so we're we're meeting every couple of weeks as they're walking toward their wedding. And this week we talked about not giving up yeah. and not quitting. And we just talked about how over and over in the Bible, God tells us not to quit. It is super rare that he says, walk away. Like, mm. so rare <laughs> that the yeah. thing is like, shake the dust off your feet. Jesus said, but the majority of the time, it's do not fear and stay and go, you know, like, oh, man, it is. For some reason, God wants us to stay far more than he wants us to leave. Well, probably because he would know that people like me would be prone to quitting. Yeah, me right? too. Right? Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing, but I think a lot of us are just more prone that way. Yeah. It's easier to walk away. Yes. It's it's more natural, right? So um, To start over. Yeah. Let me try again. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Well, Lisa Whittle, you made a joke when you came into my office. You were like, thanks for having me on here for the 800th <laughs> time. I want you on here every time oh, you want Amy. to be on here. You are such a gift. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, you're oh a gift gosh. to me. Thank you. I'm so grateful. I cannot wait for people to read The Hard Good. Will you remind me exactly what day it comes out? This Sep- just says September. September 7th. Okay, so this comes out tomorrow. Yeah. That's awesome. So we can pre-order it tonight. Pre-order things. Yeah, Some we've goodies. got pre-order things. Uh, I especially help people with a couple of quick steps in a quick guide if you have been okay. hurt by the church. Oh, wow. If you struggle to accept your body. 
mm-hmm. which I have intimate understanding of. Uh, if you're grieving, mm-hmm. I have an audio for that. Mm-hmm. So 10 minute audio. Oh, good. And these are just, these aren't things, I'm not a counselor, but these are like first steps yeah. in those processes. I mean, you're discipling us. Yeah. Is what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. So we can go to lisawiddle.com yep. for all that. Okay. So we'll pre-order it today because then it comes, I mean, literally when people don't pre-order on the Monday, oh. I'm like, you guys. Get the gifts. <laughs> it's coming tomorrow. Right. You're fine. Like, yeah. pre-order it. Get the gifts. Pre-order today. Get free stuff. And get free stuff today. And the book will— And you'll get the book. Yes. And uh, and we always like to say around here, go to your local bookstore first. Yes. If there's one close to you. If not, there's a lot of big retailers online that we love and support. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, is there anything we didn't talk about you want to make sure we talk about? Oh, my gosh. We covered a lot of good ground. I know. Yeah. You're great. Thank you. Thank you, Annie. Okay, Lisa. Well, if there's nothing else in your heart, I've got a question in my heart. What is it? Um, because the show is called That Sounds Fun. <laughs> Tell me what sounds fun to you. Oh, my gosh. You know what sounds fun to me? This is going to be, this might be lame. Uh, listen, we do not judge our fun around here. Okay. If it's fun to you, it's fun. You know what sounds like fun to me? What? Is, um Having nothing on my calendar for about three months. <laughs> that sounds so fun to people with busy calendars. Honestly. Honestly. But but let's... Well, what would I do? Day eight, <laughs> you'd be like, that was neat. Listen, if my husband heard me say that, he'd be like, you're insane. Like, you, Do you know we have a plan here that may not execute, but it's the plan right now? Please don't tell me you're going to take three months off because I would... We're taking so 2027 20, off. What? We're going to take the whole year. And everyone on staff's going to... We're, we're, we're like planning. Wait, are you saying the year 2027? Yes. We're planning that far out. I well, just I mean, you. I got to save money to pay everybody's <laughs> staff for a year if we're all taking the year off. But yeah, that's I mean, that's fantastic. the plan because the scripture says every seven years, let the fields rest. And we've never done it. And so okay, you know we what? planned you, it out. You might have just inspired me to take the whole year off. Take a year off. I mean, I think we, A, we have, there's, there's enough room for everybody. And we can walk away for a minute and come back and we will still have our calling. It's not going to go anywhere. But also we need to let the fields rest. So anyway, we we dream about that, but then I'm like, I mean, eight weeks in after I've laid at the beach or something, I'll be like, uh, I'm I bored. need to do something. <laughs> Can I? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I'll be able to do um, it. But I'm inspired. So it's it's a it's a conversation we have with our management and our business manager. Yes, it's saving towards it. I mean, honestly, we'll see if it really happens. Yeah. That's the plan. Okay, so you want three months. In those three months, the top thing you want to do. What am I going to do? Oh, you know what I want to do? I want to sleep in without um, having to set my alarm. Yeah. That sounds crazy, but I know you understand. Yeah. Everybody Uh, does. Your alarm is either a three-year-old or a clock. Yes. One of the two. I want to set my alarm. I don't want to set my alarm. I want to sleep in. And then, um, see, I already don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm already like, what would I do? Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know how to dream about rest. Oh, boy. Ooh. Okay. I know. Episode two coming right now. Everybody know. <laughs> uh, the therapists are calling me. They're like, uh, can I have Lisa Whittle's number? I don't I even to... know how to dream about rest. Ooh, that's a whole show. That may be something you need to think about. I know. That's I know. something I'm going to think about. Okay. My Sabbath is coming up this weekend, and I will You do that think. really well. I, do. I also only have me. Yes, I know a lot of families who do it well. Yeah. Also, my calendar allows for it because I don't have little people that depend on me. Yeah. But my friend Shereen Eldridge, my friend Matthew Hernandez, their families, and John Mark Comer, their families people can watch, who have young kids that take a day every week. But it's Now, possible. I will tell you, I will— I will take time off of social media. I'll do all all that. Like, I do those boundaries. The problem with me, Annie, though, is my brain doesn't turn off. So I that's why I don't feel like I ever rest fully. This thing doesn't turn off. And I haven't figured out a way to do that. Right. So I might need to be in a a coma for a while. I've better at turning my brain off the more I've practiced turning everything else off. Okay. 
It's the last thing. It may to be go. too many stimulants still. Do you do puzzles? I love puzzles. Oh man, I'm working on right now, one right now that may be the best puzzle I've ever done. It is I so love awesome. Puzzles. It's national parks. I'm going to send you a picture of it. Oh, please do. Did you did you order a million of them during quarantine? Because yeah, do you I know did. we had a group of girlfriends who traded them. We traded them all. Yeah, a million of them. I want to know about the one you ordered later. You're going to love it. It's okay. the um, and the reason I like it is it's a thousand pieces, but it's a bunch of small posters of national parks. So you're really doing. 20 small puzzles. Puzzles within a puzzle. Yeah, because a thousand is like, get me out of here. This will take forever. But I'm, I can do 20 little ones in a puzzle. Anyway, puzzles and audiobooks help my brain okay. stop. Yeah. Also, it makes me late to work because as I'm walking by the table, I need to not put it on my dining room table because I'm walking by. I'm like, I've got five minutes. And I'm like, I am late to my job because I'm doing a puzzle. Because I can't find the piece that That's goes right, right here Where in the middle. Where is the rest of that bear? That's what I do. <laughs> I feel this. Lisa, I love you so much. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for the work you do. It is your lane and your ministry and your calling are so effective. So thank you for doing it. It changes me. I'm really grateful. Oh, you guys, don't you just love her? Gracious. I love Lisa Whittle. Be sure to pick up a copy of her book, The Hard Good, and make sure you're following Lisa so you can tell her thanks for being on the show. Also, don't forget, go to AnnieFDowns.com slash events to pick up your tickets to the That Sounds Fun podcast tour that kicks off at the end of this month. You guys, this month, we're coming to a city near you. Gulf Coast, East Coast, West Coast, we're coming. I cannot wait to see y'all at one of the shows. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. Have a great couple of days. And we'll see you back here on Wednesday with the ever lovely Natalie Grant and Charlotte Gamble from Dare to Be. See you guys on Wednesday. Yeah.